every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Studio Day Heffery for episode two of the Jeff Cavanaugh Show. I actually realized something yesterday during the Jeff Cavanaugh Show episode one, and I'm going to tell you guys what it was. What it was was that I was trying to script an actual radio show where it's like, hey, ha ha, here's my high energy. And it was like, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. And so I realized after the show that I thought all the guests went really well. And I realized, wait, you don't got to do this thing where you're doing like a 12 to 15 minute monologue to get to a guest. You have a co-host, idiot. And the co-host is the chat. So that's that. So welcome to all of you, my co-hosts. Yes, Renee. He said, talk to us. Yeah. Blowing trees, wanted to hear the whole song. I'll give you the whole Kavanaugh song if you want it. Maverick asks, which is better to be in the Twitch or the YouTube chat? I don't care. Doesn't matter at all. Until a platform tells me that I have to do it on just their platform, I'll be everywhere. But I do have two cowboy things that I want to tell you about and that I want to share with you. If you guys haven't been caught up, Mike McCarthy was talking at the Combine today. Cowboys head coach. Leave in the chat. Do you like Mike McCarthy or not? Is he your guy or do you not like him? I'm torn in between now. He used to be my guy. Now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Uh, but Mike McCarthy with the very sad news. You ready? He's back at it. You know, he's, he's been in the building. Actually, he was one of, uh, I think we had uh, one of eight players that had uh, postseason surgery. So he, he had to clean up with his left shoulder. So it's something that needed to be done. So he's rehabbing that. But he's, you know, he's starting his process to, to get back into it. What was the surgery he had? To clean up of his left shoulder. Is it something that will limit him in the offseason? No, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. It's, it's, it's not a concern. Really? There's was no it concern. He's him? doing well. I'm was sorry. it limiting him towards the end of the season? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, he, you know, Dak practiced, you know, he practiced, you know, full go, um, you know, throughout. But, you know, it's just something he felt like he needed to get cleaned up. So that's Mike McCarthy. And then you can hear Todd Archer asking questions. Then you can hear Jane Slater asking a question. No big deal. Quarterback just had surgery. No big deal. No big deal. Feel free to kill me on this one. This is my Dak Prescott take of the day. He's kind of the least of my concerns for the Cowboys next year. Kind of the least of my concerns. Uh, And I know that the volume's a little weak on that audio. I tried to crank it up a little bit. That's from my buddy Bobby, just how he recorded it. So we're just doing the best we can here. Uh, But holy crap, dude. Coming back from a destroyed ankle. Then the calf strain, 
and you needed surgery on your off shoulder. That don't sound fun. So Dak is the least of my concerns. And holy cow, that sounds like a dude that could use an entire off season. Randy Gregory too. Randy Gregory had a bum knee for the second half of the year and didn't say anything about it to the media. These dudes are tough as freaking hell. Freaking hell. These dudes are tough. They played through stuff we have no idea about. And I know it's a non-throwing shoulder, but if you need shoulder surgery, you were hurting. You were hurting, dude. So he's the least of my concerns because what he's going to do is he is going to have an off-season where he's going to chill out. He's going to rest. I hope to God he does that because he didn't do that when he was coming back from the ankle. That dude, as soon as he was clear to do anything, was woo, 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 woo. And then he was just woo, 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 woo. Wore his damn arm out. Uh, he was doing a lot. Hey, look, Kevin Gray's here and Bobby Belt's here. My friends. Hey, friends. Well, you're all my friends. I'd like to thank the people who have subscribed, whether it's on YouTube, the people who have subbed on Twitch. And I'd like to thank the people who have become members on the YouTube channel to support. You get really sweet emotes. You get the party at Jeff's and I think my face. And I think you get proud Brian Broadus. It's like your profile picture. Yeah, I need Dak to chill out. That's what I need Dak to do. I need Dak to chill out. Ralph, thank you for the super chat. The Jeff can cuss on this show fund. That is accurate. I don't know if I'm going to or if I have. Have I? I've already done that. I don't know if I have. Um, But yeah, Dak is kind of the least of my concerns because here's the good news. Let's play a game called what if the Dak haters are right? And like he's just not good enough and he's the... 12th best quarterback in football. Well, in a year or two, you would trade him to a team that would still give you a bunch for him. So I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about the fact that he jacked up an ankle real bad and then had a setback and had a second surgery and then had a calf strain and just had a shoulder surgery. But you've got an off season to get back and get right. And that, that dude is the least of my worries. Now, let me tell you something that's not the least of my worries. And Patrick Walker with no C in it is going to be on here uh, in about 10 minutes. When are Sean and RJ coming on as guests? They'll be here. You better believe it. Uh, There is no party at Jeff's, by the way. Notice that question coming up a lot. Party at Jeff's merch? Maybe. Party at Jeff's? Well, who knows? Here's Mike McCarthy at the Combine, courtesy of the great Bobby Belt, about, hey, do you think maybe you should have used Tony Pollard a little more this year? I don't have any issues uh, with the, how we approached the season last year. I think the start of our season is a reflection of, of us maximizing our offseason. I think it's a reflection of, of a really good training camp. My one of two focuses you know, for this team going forward is obviously you know, the penalties and adversity football. So those are the two areas that are a primary focus for us. I'm going to cut him off. I don't even know what adversity football means. What does that mean? After you committed all your penalties that you get more yards and get a first down this team. I don't think this team had a problem with adversity. This team had a problem blocking and this team had a problem with a bunch of penalties, killing a bunch of drives. That's what this team had a problem with. So figure that out for me. Oh, coach, my coach wins the mock draft. Why does everybody want mock drafts all the time? I guess I did this to myself by doing so many mock drafts. I mean, dude, I'll, I'll pull up a simulator right freaking now. I don't care. Mock draft simulator. I'll do it right now. How many rounds do you want me to go? I'm probably only equipped to go like three. Let's go full speed. We're at the combine. I'll do a mock draft right now. 
enter draft, start draft. Now, you guys aren't going to be able to see it because that would be a lot of work, but I'll do a mock draft right effing now. Gabraham says, take my money. I'm here for whatever you put out, so don't stress. <laughs> Just be you. Super Chat won't let me use the F word. I wanted Jeff to say the F word. Farfanugan? Thank you, Bobby Belt. I will not say the F word. Farfanugan. Uh, weird mock draft, guys. Our first one's a weird mock draft where Trayvon Walker made it to 24. Uh, and because of that, all the other guys that I would want to pick at 24 are pretty much gone. And Trayvon Walker ain't going to make 24. So I could pick Daxton Hill or Jordan Davis or Zion Johnson. I would pick Trayvon Walker. So I guess I'll just do it. Mock draft number one. You took Georgia defensive end Trayvon Walker in the first in the first round. Congratulations. In the second round, we're about to be on the clock. And I tell you what, I'm gonna pick Sky Moore. Sky Moore is available. Jalen Petrie is available. The Baylor safety, Travis Jones. The one technique defensive tackle is available. And if you guys doubt my Sky Moore love, doubt it no longer. Picked him. Western Michigan wide receiver. Dude's going to Pro Bowls. Write it down. Chalk it up. It's a done deal. Third round. I got Dylan Parham, the Memphis interior lineman. I got Troy Anderson, the Montana State linebacker. And I got Kirby Joseph, the safety from Illinois. I forgot who I've already taken. Oh, I took Sky Moore, and I took Trayvon Walker. I haven't taken an offensive lineman. Dylan Parham, offensive lineman, done. Look, I did a mock draft. Screw all of you. Paul says, we need live Kavanaugh shows and meetups at a bar or something. I will 100% start to organize those things. I also started a 501c3, one of those nonprofit things. And so I'm going to be doing stuff where I like auction off rounds of golf because I've seen how well that does for like KNC when they do it and when Jared Sandler does it. People pay a bunch of money to play golf with people. Uh, and so I'll do that. And then maybe I'll have like get togethers where it's just like a little entry fee and it's going to go to charity like Jay Glazer's MVP or NAMI North Texas or something like that. We can do that. Um, yeah, Bobby is super reckless with money. Bobby sends me money and then won't let me give it back. Bobby's a real jerk. Now, I do have cowboy questions from the people that have been sent in on the tweeter as well. So, question number one from Casey was, will we openly have competition at running back? And my answer is no. I just played you Mike McCarthy's audio of saying he has no problems with the way that they played football last year. Zeke's supposed to get the ball. He's supposed to be the guy. That's from the head coach. No problem. No problem. That's what the coach said. So it's a problem. That's a problem. Not playing your best players is a problem. Could you imagine? I'm going to take you to baseball for a second. Could you imagine? By the way, Rob Manfred sucks. Baseball commissioner. Uh, could you imagine? If your baseball team had a center fielder and you got like, I don't know, 30 games, 40 games into the year, nice little sample size there, and your center fielder is batting 220, and then your fourth outfielder, who also plays center field, has only played 20 games, 
but he's batting 350. You think maybe the manager is going to put in the dude that's hitting 350? Because I do. I think that might happen. I don't know what the deal is. I've talked to people that have been in the rooms, in the meeting rooms, and they're like, yeah, everybody knows Pollard needs more touches to a man, everybody. And yet, no. I'll tell you what. I'm going to bring somebody in before they're supposed to be in because if I'm a Bash's guy, I think he should be here to defend him. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce you to, I don't think I'll be introducing him to anyone, but I want to introduce you to my friend and yours, the great Patrick Walker at Voice of the Star. And there is no C in Patrick. None. Pat, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How's it going, Joe? Did you hear McCarthy's talking about how he has no regrets about who played and who got the ball all the time and it was all great and perfect? I did, which is basically what he echoed. I mean, he's echoing sentiments that, you know, kind of roll over from the 2021 season. But it, you know, as well as everyone who follows me knows, um, as big of a guy as I am on Ezekiel Elliott, I'm even bigger on making sure that the team is managing the roster appropriately. And the egregious mismanagement of Zeke's injury was just unforgivable. I mean, I, I pinned a piece, what was that, uh, early December, late November, saying that they needed to pull him and not leave it up to him. Um, and then here we are in February, but in January we hear uh, once the season ended in his post-game press conference after the 49ers booted them out of the out of the postseason that he was playing with a torn PCL. What, 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 are, we, what are we doing here, Jeff? What are we doing here? Like it, <laughs> it's super wild, right? Because in some ways that's even a setup that your player is going to be the one who gets punished for this because people like me and tons of fans are going to be like, hey, how come the guy who's getting five and a half yards per carry isn't playing more? And then at the end of the year, you're like, yeah, by the way, Zeke was hurt for 12 weeks. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, so you were playing a hurt guy. There you go. Over the five and a half yard guy. There you a go. And that, that makes that, Right. That That is unforgivable. And it, it kind of harkens back to what Des Bryant said on his way out of Dallas. Um, after he was, you know, unexpectedly released by the Cowboys, he basically, he, he went on his Des Bryant rant and one key thing stuck out. And that thing was, don't play injured. <laughs> don't don't play injured thinking that you're doing it because, OK, well, I want to be there for the team. I want to be a gladiator. That's noble. That is absolutely noble. But when things don't go well because you're injured, when your production suffers a downturn because you're injured, when the team is no longer winning games uh, for several reasons. But that's one of the reasons because of the downturn that you're experiencing because you're injured, then come Every comes everyone out of the the woodworks and they say, you know what? He's washed. We knew it. We knew it. But we saw we saw Ezekiel Elliott prior to the injury, week one, week two, week three. He we were taught it was it was a different tune. It was oh my god, he looks as quick as he as he's ever looked. The burst is there. The offseason training that he put in has is paying off gang like gangbusters, but he got injured. And he had played and tried to battle through that injury for three quarters of the season to the point where recency bias took over. And now everybody forgot what he looked like before the Cowboys made the mistake of playing an injured player instead of a healthy and capable backup in Tony Pollard. So that's where you and I are, are together on that one. We differ in who is the actual franchise running back, but we do agree that all things considered, 
Tony Pollard should have been getting the bulk of the snaps in 2021. Once that, uh, once it came back to the Cowboys that Zeke suffered a torn PCL in his knee, just unforgivable. Either way, a year from now, they're both gone. Pollard's contract is up. Oh, yeah, Pollard's out of here. Yeah, 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 Pollard's out of here. He's going to be um, really good. It's going to be so much fun getting him in fantasy, not this year, but next year. Once he's <laughs> on a team that's going to give him the ball bunch, it's going to be incredible. Now, Patrick, uh, who I introduced, but I don't think I gave all of your credentials. If there's anyone here who doesn't know, he's at Voice of the Star on Twitter. He is on CBS Sports HQ. He writes for CBS Sports. There is uh, Catch This Fade, the podcast, uh, Patreon. So support Patrick Walker. Our rule here on the Jeff Cavanaugh show is, what do they say about rising tide? All the boats. Look, all, all the, the boats, boats go that way. We're all, all going that go way. What, what, what was the text I sent you yesterday? Circle of success, my friend. Circle, Circle of, success. of success. We're building Circle castles. There That's you go, the building castles. We all hold each other's hands. We all climb together. Now, we're at the combine now. And we'll get to see, you know, how everybody works out and how many different things we hear from the Joneses every day because they love attention. Uh, but heading into it, no I know way, you, yeah, no way, yeah, a little bit. I know you just wrote pearl clutch. You, you just you just wrote your uh, your manifesto, the off season manifesto. Do yes. you have a Cliff Notes version for what the ideal Cowboys off season looks like? Well, for one, I, I think that the Cowboys, uh, I am one that believes the Cowboys need to go all in. I am one, however, that believes that that doesn't look the same for every team. Um, if we were having this conversation about should the Cowboys go all in a year ago, then I think it would more mirror going hard in free agency and trying to do or trying to, you know, imitate for lack of a better way to put it what the rams ultimately did and what the rams have been doing for several years and that's why they got the two super bowls in the past four and then they won one um but this is a different situation for the cowboys this offseason i mean this is one where they have a list of, of free agents which or in-house free agents which is not abnormal but what is abnormal is the the amount of talent that's in that list of in-house free agents uh and obviously you can start at the top of the list with randy gregory and dalton schultz but then when you go deeper uh, you and I were both Michael Gallup Hive, and we, I believe he'll come back and he'll be great um, after the torn ACL, but bad timing there for him. So now we're talking prove it deal with him potentially. Um, but you look at someone like J. Ron Curse, for example, had a breakout season. I think he's a must resign. So I think when it comes to going all in, yes, the Cowboys should do it. I think that the this year's iteration of that looks like going hard at trying your best to keep the band together. And that also means not making dumb decisions when it comes to premier players like, uh, um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. So that it goes to that as well. So that should be your primary free agency ap approach because you're so loaded with talent in your in-house free agent list, but then you can't stop there. And that's the problem is for me is Steven Jones wants to stop there. You can't stop there. You're going to because you can't keep everyone. But even if you could keep most, you're still going to need to add additional pieces. Um, and that could be in the draft with a big name. You know, I'm I'm here for the Von Miller talk, but I don't think it's an attractive situation for Von Miller. He's not going to play second fiddle to anyone right now. And if they can retain uh, Randy Gregory and then don't make the mistake on Demarcus Lawrence, Von Miller is no is not a starter here because Randy Gregory is going to be starting opposite Demarcus Lawrence. Because if Mark if Tank is here. You're still paying him that money. He's still the starter on the left defensive end. Um, but I think you look at, uh, you know, not necessarily less expensive, but less expensive options. 
on the defensive side of the ball. Look at Teron, Teron Matthew, for example. This is a perfect opportunity to circle back and correct the mistake that you made by not signing him in free agency years ago. Um, you are asking this team to sign big dogs. For me, Honey Badger is a big dog, but he's not the biggest dog out there. A, a bigger dog would be like Jesse Bates, Marcus Williams, for example. I think yeah. that Teran Matthew, based upon his age, still a ton of tread left on the tires. But as compared to a player like Marcus Williams with the Saints or a player like Jesse Bates, which is I would love to have Bates Motel here in Dallas. I think Teran Matthew is the tier B uh, or at least, you know, one B, one C rather, in that in that grid. So I think that it's, it's worth a call. And I think that Teran Matthew would not mind playing for the Cowboys. He didn't mind. You know, he wouldn't mind playing for him when the Cowboys passed on him the first time in free agency. Hell, he wouldn't mind playing for him when they passed on him in the draft years ago. But you go and you get at least one piece of that magnitude. And then that will, you know, then you can kind of scale back because I know how the Cowboys want to do. Then you can kind of scale back and do most of your work in the second and, and third tertiary waves because you want to lean heavily on the NFL draft. And that's fine. That's what Will McClay is here for. That's what you sign him to a multi-year extension for. Let the man cook. He's been cooking well thus far. Let him continue to cook. For me, though, to, to wrap up that, that answer completely, it then goes to what you do in the NFL draft. Um, you have needs that are glaring offensive line. For example, you have a, an issue uh, at linebacker outside of Mark Micah Parsons. We don't know uh, what Jabril Cox is going to be because we didn't get a chance to see what he might be before he suffered a torn ACL. So you got to have a contingency plan there. Releasing Demarcus Lawrence or trading him post June 1st. Now you're taking the versatility away from Micah Parsons because you're going to play him on the edge. Don't make mistakes that you don't have to make because it frees you up to be more flexible in the NFL draft. So now you can address your offensive line. You may not get Tyler Linderbaum unless you move up from 24, but there are other options that can be had, especially if you're not going specifically and wholeheartedly for need, which no one should ever do. Um, you know, you look at that Georgia defense. I mean, Jeff, okay, throw a penny. Okay. See, throw, yeah, throw, throw a penny. Hey, <laughs> throw a penny. Uh, Pat, Pat, where are you from? Pat, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Mars. But that's neither here nor <laughs> Who's your baseball team? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I, the, you know, the bark come out just randomly. Everyone's in a while. Kind of Tourette's with that. But uh -huh. listen, this is this is completely objective. And you know it is because you are on the same page. Jacoby you can Dean. throw a penny at that Georgia defense. And whomever you hit is probably somebody you should select if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones just needs to get over that, that bias that Quincy Carter put in his heart, that fear of UGA that Quincy <laughs> Carter put in his heart. Just, just, just do it. It's just too much talent on this Georgia defense. Uh, and I mean, even if you did make the mistake, or maybe let's say you don't make the mistake with Amari Cooper, let's say you're smart, but let's say you lose Michael Gallup. Okay, well, day two pick could be someone like George Pickens, for example. I mean, you if you get over, if you're Jerry Jones and you get over this UGA bias, there's a wealth of defensive talent to be had there. And you want to make sure that you're reloading Dan Quinn with the right pieces so he can continue to cook. But you also have a couple of offensive options. But if you hamstring yourself by making Not picking your college's players. I mean, that's one way to put yes. it. I wouldn't put it that way. You're welcome to put it that way. I mean, because champion championship players tend to be champions at the next level. I mean, you know, I take the Kobe yeah. Dean. 
I'll take Nicobe you, you, you damn will take Nicobe Dean. You damn well will. Hey, his, if we learn nothing from the Los Angeles Rams, Jeff, if we learn nothing from them, we learn that if you put UGA players on your roster, you'll win the Super Bowl. That's that's pretty much what, that was oh, my takeaway. Stafford. Yes, that was my takeaway. Stafford, I don't think the trade for Sony Michelle, right? Uh, you know. That's yeah. Okay. Okay. Takeaway. That's a fair takeaway. And. I tell you what, there is another guy now that I've actually watched all of the Georgia players, and yeah, there's like 73 on defense that you have to That's watch. That's what I'm saying. Throw a penny, I, whoever, whoever you hit, draft I, and Actually, <laughs> go backwards for a second. I do think that there's a chance Linderbaum is available at 24. I do think. Not and, out of the question. But we'll we'll see. Now, if, let's say, that did happen and you took Linderbaum and the Kobe Dean was already gone, Quay Walker has turned into one of my favorites for the second round. Like that, I they just got. It. Oh, you didn't get our top linebacker here. Let me have the second one. And if right. you miss out on him, it's like, oh, sorry, you missed out on him. Here's Channing Tindall. Oh, here, like it's just stupid what Georgia exactly. has. Throw a penny, whomever you hit on that Georgia defense, it's it's there for you. Jordan the Davis, Cowboys just really Wyatt, have to, Jordan, White Walker. I mean, you really just have to get over your bias. Uh, or your negative bias against UGA because anyone who's been following the Cowboys for uh, any amount of time, you know, since the Quincy Carter days knows that the Cowboys just don't, they have, they're adverse to Georgia players. I mean, even in free agency, uh, you know, I had never even thought of it, (laughs) but now now I will. It's right there. It's right there. It's hiding on, it's hiding in plain sight, Jeff. It's hiding in plain sight, but I refuse to let it go on any longer. This well, is the year the Cowboys select a Georgia player. Man, I think that, yeah, it's like, I think maybe more teams are going to sign or draft Georgia players than don't draft Georgia players. <laughs> that would be, so that would be wise. Dudes. You know why? Because people want to win, presumably, anyway. Championships <laughs> are fun. Yeah, every, uh, teams want to win as long as you're not, you know, Stephen Ross. You, you presumably want to win. Yeah, most. I mean, I support. <laughs> I support that Stephen Ross was committed. Leonard Floyd, absolutely. But Leonard, Flo- looking at the chat, Leonard Floyd wasn't uh, an acquisition in 2021. That's why I didn't name him as a UGA player. No, but champion, champion, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, champion, absolutely. Champion. Is there anything else that you would like to get in before I go back to reading super chats and hanging out in my pajamas? <laughs> Honestly, um, I just want to use this opportunity not to plug anything that I got plug going it. on. Nope, nope. This is. Your castle, you're building it. I just want to say that I am very, very proud of you. We've had hundreds of conversations offline. Um, and the fact that it's gotten to this point where you're finally putting your brick and mortar together, I just absolutely love to see it. Anything you need from me, I'm a phone call away, I'm a text away. You have platinum pass. You already know every time you hit my phone, it's a pickup. Every time you send me a text, it's a reply. So just keep building. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen who are watching this, those who are jumping in the chat, those who are supporting him with Super Chat, uh, this is one of the best in the business. And the fact that he is venturing on his own is only going to give him the the platitude to be able to take off like he should have been able to years ago. So keep doing the, you know, uh, God's work out here in these sports journalism streets and uh, holler if you need me, man. Keep it going. I love you. You're a good. You're a good human. You're a good person. And Pat is one of the best in the business. Whether it's talking, whether it's writing, whether it's humanity, whatever. Pat is a beast, and there is no C in his name. And as the great Jesse Pinkman once said on Breaking Bad, "Science, bitch." 
Science. Uh, <laughs> love you, brother. <laughs> All right. There goes the great Patrick Walker. Let me catch up on what some of you guys are saying. Ralph, no C will always have science lab for us. Great knowledge. Yes, sir. Mazith. Jeff, glad to hear you still talking sports. You're missed on the fan. Thank you, my brother. We them boys, should we improve our secondary via free agency or in the first two rounds? Oh, I should probably get myself back to one screen, huh? Getting your boy's gonna have to hire a producer. Um, yeah, I mean, the answer is yes, yes, and we don't know because until free agency plays out, you can't really be like, hey, this is exactly what they should do in this round of the draft. Um, but I do think it's a fun year for potentially safeties in the second round. I think there's a possibility you've got really good corners available in the first round for the Cowboys. I just don't know if that's something you'd be interested in when you just used a second round pick on a guy that you're still trying to get him to beat out the veterans on the roster. So I don't know if they'll fire it that early, but if you go into the draft without bringing back, say Malik Hooker or DeMonte KZ, who the scuttlebutt at the combine is that there's a lot of interest in DeMonte KZ. If you go in without bringing any of those guys back, then yeah, you would be looking at a pick of a safety in the first couple of rounds for show. Family for God, thank you for the super chat. He said, trade Cooper for J.C. Jackson, who's unhappy with lack of contracts from New England. You don't got to talk me into that. J.C. Jackson is a baller. J.C. Jackson's probably a top three corner in the league. Um, so if they were interested in taking something that you were trying to get rid of, and look, I'm not on board with getting rid of Amari Cooper. That's not my lane. I would rather either hold on or restructure him where it's just committing to him for even longer to try to win the Super Bowl because he's going to help you win. Uh, I would rather keep Amari Cooper, but I think you have to face the realities of what we've heard from Stephen Jones, what he says and doesn't say, and the reality is that there is a decent chance that, I'll say more than decent chance, that he's not going to be back. Now, I have a question from the tweeter here who said, bold prediction on the three starting wide receivers in 2022. If anybody else wants to take a crack at this, feel free. The three starting receivers for the Cowboys in 2022 will be CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup on a cheap deal, and Sky Moore. That'll be their three starting receivers. I'm doing that in honor of who I'm about to bring in here because we are a two-man fan club for the great Sky Moore. I want to introduce everybody to the great Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Mike, who I'm pretty sure is in Indianapolis at the Combine in a bathroom. I'm in the bathroom of the Capitol Grill, and it made me so happy to hear you <laughs> say that Sky Moore was going to be a starting wide receiver for the Cowboys tomorrow or next year. That was – I hope so. Yeah, he's – He's awesome. I don't I don't even entertain people who pretend that he's not a top 50 player in the draft. So I just move on with my day and tell them that they're wrong and that we're not going to worry about it too much and that that's just the way that it's going to be. How's Indy? How's the Capitol Grill? What'd you order? I have a filet waiting for me. I'm on my table right now is a filet waiting for me. So that's how much I care about you, Jeff, that I, I came, I made this time for you. So I'm letting it sit there. I'm letting the, the meat sit, but I had had to do this for you. 
okay, well, you're an insane person. You should just go. <laughs> you should you should absolutely positively leave if that's what you've got going on. So let me just hit – how about some quick hitters from the combine in terms of guys that you think might blow it up, guys you're most interested in, guys that you're higher on than most for the combine? Okay. I got guys that – Well, combined, I think my one of my favorites here is Trent McDuffie, the Washington cornerback. I think he is right up there with Derek Stingley. He's right up there with Sauce Gardner in terms of if you're scheme, if you're playing any sort of off coverage, if you want a cornerback that can tackle, this is your man. Right? He is that level of athlete. Like I said, I think he's going to blow up the combine, 40-plus inch vertical, 4-4, whatever you want to. He reminds me a lot of just Jair Alexander coming out of Louisville where – he didn't play in a scheme that played to his strengths. And all of a sudden he gets to the NFL and it's like, oh, where did this guy come from? Well, it's because he didn't really get to see him do the things that he's going to do at the NFL level, but he is that caliber of a player in my oh, opinion. Oh, you mean so. they just play press bail every snap, but you, can <laughs> still, but you can still spot that he's physical and twitchy and can cover his nuts off? Yeah, so it was almost comical, like how, what kind of coverages they have this guy playing. They're like, you have him and Kyler Gordon you have the best cornerback duo in the country and you're asking your linebackers to bail into the flats to try to cover his zones at times. It's just like, dude, let him work. But uh, that's neither here nor there. When he did play man coverage, when he was asked to do more difficult things, I thought he was very good at it. So like I said, if you like flip him in a mod guard. Uh Oh, we're having bathroom reception issues with Mike. Oh no. You're good again. Where, he's, where Sauce was sitting in man coverage at the line of scrimmage, pressing dudes, and gets to show off that athleticism, show off those skills, I think you'd feel a lot differently about Trent McDuffie if that's what he got to do. So that's one guy I'll highlight. The other one that I'm a big fan of that I really am kind of – I'm not sure how he will actually project to the NFL. I'm still kind of hesitant is Bernard Ryman, the Central Michigan offensive tackle, I've heard four eights for him in the 40, which for a 300-plus pounder is pretty insane. Like, he gained 60 pounds in the past two years. He started his career tight end at Central Michigan. Last two years, played off the stack. He gained 60 pounds and didn't really lose any athleticism. So I'm excited to see how he tests here. I think his movement skills are outstanding. And that's like, you go look at the elite tackles of the world, Lane Johnson's, the Tyron Smith's. They are elite athletes. It's like, 300-plus pounds in elite athleticism is a winning combination once you get to the NFL. So those are two guys that highlight that I think will blow up the combine and people will start to take notice of who those guys are as prospects. Mike, I appreciate you taking some time at a time that is incredibly inconvenient. And I now order you to go eat a filet, and I'll handle it from here. It's Mike Renner at PFF underscore Mike on Twitter, Pro Football Focus. He does their NFL draft stuff. The draft guide is great. Uh, the stats that you get at Pro Football Focus are amazing. They get like $300 of mine a year. Uh, and everybody is going to say in the chat that the grades are terrible, and I don't disagree a lot of times. Thanks, Mike. Hey, you guys aren't wrong if you say that. Sometimes they are. But appreciate you, Jeff. I'll have to do it All again right. soon. I apologize for the inconvenience here. We'll have to get you. Uh, uh, hopefully, I, you'll have me back on here sometime soon. Yeah, you're all good, brother. All right, Bye. there he goes. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. He's a sweet man. Uh, and he's really good at the draft stuff, so. I enjoy Mike's work. The draft guide's really good. He cool. He good. He good people. I do see there's somebody in the waiting room, but I'm not ready for him yet because I'm still answering cowboy questions. 
and Kevin Turner's in the waiting room and I can see what he looks like and you can't. And so I guess I just have to bring him in because I've said that. So, hey, everybody. Here's KT at KT Fun Tweets. What's happening, Kevin Turner? Jeff, I haven't seen you in years. Yeah. Hey, I shot under 100 today. Well, that's not really breaking news for you. You shoot under 100 often, sometimes. Well, I shot like a 94, I think. It was really good. Uh, yeah, anytime you host a pro football focus person, tell them to fix Diggs' rating. Yeah, I tell Mike all the time the problems that I have with their grades. Pro football focus, I will tell you this, is a great resource for um, information, for stats. And Mike Renner is really good at the draft stuff. You just, I just don't need their grades. That's what yeah. I don't need. Well, hey, look, Aaron's in the chat. The great Aaron Tierney. He's excited what? to see KT. So is Kevin Gray. Look at that. Oh, man. Well, dude, what was that guy in the bathroom for when he had a steak on the table? What's that guy's deal? I don't think he thought it through when I was like, when I said I was going to have a show, he was like, hey, I'd be down to be on. And I was like, all right, which day? And he picked a day. And I was like, 730? He was like, sure. And then he was like, all right, I'll be at the Capitol Grill bathroom. And I was like, well, Mike, what? What? But, you know, we'll figure it out later. It'll be fine. What have you been be doing fine. lately, man? What's new in life? I quit my job. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a streamer. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a streamer now, but not in like a bathroom way, but in the way where like you are putting things onto. Danny wants to know: Is that one of the Island Boys? Is that Island Boy? Are you are uh, you familiar with them? Then I've heard of them. Generation Z uh, type I, stuff. I, there. Island Boy. Okay. Island Boy. I think it's the dumbest thing ever that they are famous. Did one of them kill somebody, though? Is there a story? I just throwing that out there. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. That's a hard question for me to answer without any information. And yeah. I got I also have to warn you is that uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have KT on, and I'll do, like, stupid stories like the Jeffrey Time stuff. But then I golfed today, and I took a nap, so I forgot to look oh. up anything on the Internet. So, like, I don't, I have, I don't have anything um, going on. So well, if any if anybody wanted to share in the chat what what you'd want us to say, David, can I drink a beer while I watch this? Yes, you can drink a beer, you can drink a seltzer, you can take shots, just don't drive afterwards. That's all. Oh, here we go, Vance in the super chat. He said we're doing a Jeffa Palooza and Kevin Palooza. You can pick five musical acts throughout time to perform. Who are they? Oh, I like this. Dude, uh, my lineup's going to be weird. My lineup's going to be weird. Okay? And maybe you can tell me in what order they should play. Here are my five bands. Um, Outcast is absolutely in. So we'll have Outcast. We will absolutely have Stevie Wonder. I think I'm going to have Robert Earl Keane. <laughs> That's when it gets weird. <laughs> maybe Stevie Ray Vaughan and five would be, I've kind of been on a Katy Perry kick lately. Um, five oh, would uh, good. <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it would probably be two Texas country, two or one hip hop, uh, Stevie, a Stevie wonder. And then I'll let you know. Cross? What about Cross Canadian Ragweed? Oh, Cross Canadian Ragweed would be strong. Roger Krieger, Krieger, Krieger. I always yeah. screw that up. And it would be their reunion show for Jeff Apalooza. 
Um, yeah. Now you you wouldn't have Dave Matthews, would you? Yeah. So Dave Matthews Band would be my headliner. I'm I'm just tell you my my five favorite musical artists in order. Number one, the Dave Matthews Band. Number two is the Polyphonic Spree. Number three, Modest Mouse. Four, The Killers. And number five in that situation. See, I've been kind of like dancing around, like who's my fifth favorite band? And it could be a lot of different people. It's probably Radiohead, but it could be The National, and it might be LCD Sound System, and it might be Franz Ferdinand, and it might be Cross Canadian Ragweed, if we're being quite honest. So, yeah. Yeah, you know. Huh. A weird. A lot of, you named a lot of different things. It'd be a weird festival, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think it'd be a great festival. I think, like, hold on, where's my playlist? Like My playlist and the artists that are on here, let me see here, get the Spotify open. And uh, let's see here. We'll click on that. Yeah, like it's the Spinners, and then it's Electric Light Orchestra, and then Roger Crager, and then the Beatles, and then Outkast, and then Katy Perry, and then Bob Marley, and then Stevie Wonder, and then Kelly Clarkson. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Ah, I forgot about Electric Six. Uh, they're my six friends from Detroit. Lead singer Dick Valentine. Uh, the White Wolf, uh, Dave. It's spelled like Dave, but it's what are Dave. you saying? Yeah, they got some good stuff, man. Like that's good, good bits going on. Hey, did you show your nips while I was looking at my phone? What? People in the chat seem to think that hey. we have nudity on the show, sir. That would never happen in this day and age. I mean, if this was 2012, maybe can't get away yeah. with that now. I'd be canceled if I pulled out a pepperoni. Yeah, that's possible. Hey, look, Rox is here. I dressed up for you tonight, buddy. See me wearing my... my what are you suit? wearing? What is your top? What is the suit. top? It's a suit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, don't want to zone down too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing pajama pants. Check this out. How's that Will like? Ferrell elf pants. Yeah. See, you probably enjoyed that, right? When you have to go and do, you know, a full show, I mean, you can really, you can wear what you want in radio, honestly, but isn't it pretty nice to just kind of wear what you want when you're working? Yeah, because I don't have to leave the house, so I can go even less classy than when I go to radio, because in radio, at least you have to dress for like, if you got pulled over on the way to work, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I can't help but notice you're wearing a banana hammock and a tank top, and you're like, yeah, I do radio, and then they don't care. Those wacky just, radio guys are at it again. Yeah, they just, they don't care. So hey, that's that. I really enjoyed the show uh, last night and tonight, uh, but I, you know, I feel less confident promoting tonight's show because I'm on it. But I really enjoyed the show last night, and, and I think it's great because you look at all the people saying nice things. How about that? There was very little F.U. Jeff. I didn't see any of that, and that's usually a good sign. Yeah, it's not the fan text. Yeah, it's like people who actually like vibe with me and support me. And Bobby Belt just keeps giving me money. And in this case, it's because he wants to see more of your pepperonis. Um, is he like? Is and, he? Is, is he got weird money coming in off- offshore or something? Because the same not offshore. Happens- he's got a he's got a couple of different things though. Two or three different things, and one of them's kind of cake and good money, is my understanding. Um, so yeah, he's got, he's got some good things going on. Anthony said, I remember when you gave me a shirt off your back, yeah, it used to be a great bit that I would do. We'd run out of giveaway t-shirts and I'd be wearing a fan t-shirt and I'd switch with whoever male, female didn't matter. 
It's a lot of fun. Yeah, back you know in the why day, I used to do that because. That's why. Back in the day, when you're a little younger and coming up in the biz, you had to do wacky stunts like that. You know, I mean, I I don't know if I was ever doing taking my shirt off like that, but like it's little things I would go. I went down to um, there was a Justin Bieber concert. And I went down to the American Airlines Center and I was on the phone, you know, calling into the show. And I was just pretending like I saw Justin Bieber to get all the teenage girls and and moms to run. It was like a dumb prank that you couldn't even see. But it's doing Did you get stuff anyone like to run? Did you get yeah, people to like, run? Dude, like 30 people took off running. But that yeah. was 10 years ago. Justin Bieber was huge then, you know. He's old dudes now. I think- He's just the son-in-law of a guy who shot someone wait who's he he's a son-in-law so he he's married to a person right he's married to alec baldwin's daughter oh oh yeah he probably didn't do it though that was an accident probably but again tony stewart says the same thing uh no one talks about that he revved his engine up no one talks about it Allegedly, just you know, I never know. I mean, technically, I have an LLC now, so I think if Tony Stewart came after me, I have a shield where it's like, Yes, you can have everything that my corporation has. And what does it have? It's like, um, I bought socks yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what you want. Check out, check out my new Hanes. That's about it. Yeah, I don't have, I do need new undies. Shout out to Reggie at the fan though, who talked me into buying underwear because I I don't remember how it came up, but I was like, yeah, I still have the same underwear from like a decade ago. And he was like, tonight, if you don't ever do anything I ask you to do, please get underwear. And so I ordered like a six pack from Amazon and they're nice. They're comfy. Yeah. I don't remember who they are. I mean, what's the, uh, like, Um, are they, are they briefs? Can you handle the mic for a minute? And I'll go see if I can find a pair of the new ones. Yeah, I'll grab it. Hold on. Yeah, okay, thanks. I'll be right okay. back. You know so he's talking about, because there's briefs that go down to right above your knees. How long while he's gone? There you go, guys. Oops. So there's a, there's a thing that they go down to your knees. Those are briefs, I believe, right? Um. And you only wear boxers because you can get torsion in your nads. Uh, at least so I've heard. I wouldn't know. Um, oh, I gotta check the dryer. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and take, change it out. Feel free to go ahead and sort them. And just go ahead and put them in where they need to go. Into the drawer. You can go ahead. If you need to fold them, you can. It's fine. I've done this before. You're good. This is the Jeff Cavanaugh show. I found a pair. So it's On like, um, like, and subscribe. Do you remember the movie? Do you remember the movie? Um, you showed your, again, what? Uh, so you remember the movie where the guy, was it Will Ferrell? Who was like, I started thinking about her panties and chances are they're white cotton, you know, but Old maybe school. it's a, so like they're standard cotton, just fruit of the loom, just, you know, standard. Dude. But, that's but I got solid. like a gray, a gray, a maroon, a blue. Um, I don't remember the other colors, but there's like five or six of them. Solids. Yeah. Next time, mix it up. Get the stripes. Yeah. 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 Or like, yeah, stripes or little 
like designs. Yeah. Things like can that. You get, so can you get in trouble on YouTube for showing nudity? I mean, yesterday's video, I got hit with some sort of uh, um, copyright thing, so I couldn't monetize wow. it. Yeah, so I don't get any money for yesterday's show. So if you're out there and you feel bad for that, you know. Why? Uh, one, one show in and they thought, we're gonna we're gonna get ahead of this guy and let him know that he can't play anything that he doesn't own. But they five, thought, the- yeah. Five minutes after the show was over, it was like, by the way, monetization, no, you can't have any. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good because this is only my new job. So who cares if I don't get paid? You know, it's not a big deal. It, Just- it might, it might be because skin is Russian. Yeah, what? you can't do business with Russia anymore. Okay. Oh, thanks for the Prime subscription. Yeah, anybody out there that subscribed. Hey, if you guys like Daily Fantasy, like doing the bit where you're going to watch some basketball that night, and you're like, hey, I bet Luca goes over that point total, and that guy goes under that, and that guy goes over that, go to Underdog Fantasy, sign up, use the promo code Jeff C, get you a nice little bonus at the sign up, and then we can parlay together. Love oh, it. Parlay. Oh, parlay. Oh, yeah, dude. Par- parlay's in the jam. You bet like three bucks to see if you can win a couple hundred. And if you don't, who cares? It was three bucks. I'll try again yeah. tomorrow. That's what I do. I, I bet on golf every week, and I just bet on long shots. And if they win, look at what you did. And if they don't, you only bet like two bucks. It's fine. Get them yeah. next week. Yeah, it's a jam. Yeah. Uh, Gabraham, yeah. Yeah, YouTube's hating. They were hating I, on me. I wonder if they thought the Kavanaugh song was actually a Van Halen song, even though that song was created no. by Aaron Kelly. <laughs> That wasn't what it was. You need some dream theater in your life. Okay. Uh, no, it wasn't the Kavanaugh song. It was something else. We just had a little mix up, you know, yeah. some behind the scenes stuff. And then we're going to, we're going to get it worked out. Mark said, wait, is that a wig? And I don't think so. KT, you've been growing your hair for a while, right? Yeah. I haven't had a haircut since probably October. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good uh, flow he's got. Yeah. No, it's just crazy. It's after work. I just, yeah. And my headphones are on. So yeah. I, Let's oh. a little more. Yeah, there you go. Mark, I'm a Joe. Okay, I when like the, that. The, That's good. When the weather fully changes, I go ahead and nip it, you know, all the way over. Just nip it off. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. Well, hey, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm going to Colorado tomorrow, and I'm I'm kind of done, unless, like, you've got some pressing issues. Well, I figure I, I want to tell uh, people um, uh, one thing about you, because this is, this is your Oh, wait, thing, are we going to do a serious minute? Yeah, I want to do a serious minute. So if you need to okay, go fold clothes. Oh, oh, I didn't know if you were going to go fold clothes while I did this. Um, go ahead. So uh, back when I left, uh, so I was working at the ticket. This is 2012, 2013, whatever. And you, you know how um, I remember I was, uh, for whatever reason, I was staying in a hotel room in the Metroplex for whatever reason. Uh, it wasn't, I don't know why. Uh, but it's I was like, thing. you know, it was a type of thing though, where you could kind of like, you knew the fan was doing stuff, you know, on weekends and at nights. And I thought Arnie Spanier sucked so bad because like, I just couldn't handle like the East coast blowhard yell guy. I, 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 like, I open. Yeah. I was like, why do you have something in your throat? And I know Arnie's <laughs> a nice guy. So I, 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 I've never met Arnie, but I'm, I know he's a nice guy, but for me, that was like the exact style I just didn't get or understand or want to be a part of. But I remember it was one of the last times, I guess it might have been a news or note, news and notes type things. And it was you 
and you were telling funny stories, just crazy stories late at night. And I'm telling myself as a part-time guy at the ticket who had been at the ticket for about three years and was kind of, you know, you're just trying to inch up. And I remember going, man, it is kind of cool that they're doing like live and local stuff. And we got a guy at 1 a.m. whose voice at the time without seeing you, I've told you this before, I thought you were a fat guy. Everyone thinks that. Everyone thinks that. Before they see you. And yep. I was like, man, they got this funny fat guy who is just doing these funny stories. Well, yep. fast forward a few months, I get hired at the fan. And uh, you had moved to G-Bag by that time. So it's, uh, but me and Ben and Skin and, and Brendan were coming over. And I was nervous about, okay, you just get thrown into something and you might be jumping ahead of people in the part timeline, although you were might have been full time by that point. But I was a little in I my bet. head. I was 25 at the time and a little in my head. And I didn't know. I thought you might not like me. You, I was concerned about you. And I don't know why. I didn't know you at all. I knew nothing about you. But I was terrified, 25 and paranoid. And it was a huge career move and a big gamble and all this stuff. And I'll be damned. We, we went up there on a – Tim Collins had us up there on a weekend to like show us the show us the ropes, show us around. And I remember you were doing a, a weekend show with Nate Wood, I believe. Damn straight. Fan, fan fan fam. They still haven't yeah. changed the name of that show. It was – well, originally it was Jeff and Mike, Jeff and Mike Dingus. And then now 10 years later, it doesn't matter who's doing a Saturday show. They just call it the Fan Jam. And I'm like, well, neither one of your initials – and they don't even care <laughs> – yeah, no, I guess leave it. Yeah, like it's it's an institution at this point. And uh, I remember though, you reached out to me and were like, "Hey, man, are you gonna go have some beers?" And we went to Milo's that day, wearing flip flops and shorts, and we just had beers and realized, "Hey, man, we could probably be friends." And uh, I just appreciated that because I was pretty in my head, and I'm not great at ma- like making friends. I'm a little bit introverted sometimes. Um, and I was pretty, you know, nervous about like, who am I going to hang out with? You're going to a whole new place. And you were, you reached out and like, Hey, let's go have a beer. We just went and talk sports and drink. And before you know it, thick as thieves. So, yeah, I don't know if you know this KT, but I'm a person who's desperately, uh, at all times, um, seeking companionship and, um, someone to keep me from being, uh, bored and depressed. So thanks for all your help. I don't know that I've been that helpful. I mean, (laughs) like, you have become much. you've become one of my best friends and i'm happy about that so take that put that well, in your pipe i love you i'm proud of you i love having something from seven to eight each night too i say about that i was like what a cool new routine just seven yeah. to eight i bet the, i watched you on my tv last night you know how cool that is okay just sit, there, sit there and watch your friend on tv let me know if I have like a nose hair thing. Cause I don't think about that. Like what if somebody's watching me on like a projector and they can see a lot of features. Yeah. Last night you had a bit of a budgie, but I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to bother you. You were in the zone. You got enough going on. Yeah. You got to read all these texts over here. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. a lot going on. So yeah, there's a lot you got to do. All right. Well, I need to do some more laundry, go find my other underwear, stuff like that. There's a lot of pressing issues that I have going yeah. on in the house. So there's that. Yeah, this guy, I'm introverted, bro. Look at my nipples. How does that work? Um, I'm not around all of y'all. I'm, I feel like I'm far away. I feel like I'm in yeah, space right now. We're on the internet. All right, I love you, KT. I love you more. Bye, Jeffrey. All right, and to everybody that's out there, thank you if you're subscribed. Thank you if you're a member at the YouTube page. If you're subbed to the Twitch channel, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, make sure you turn the notifications on on the YouTubes. And remember that you have no idea what any. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.